0: Hi everyone. So good to have Wednesday come around again and I do have a really fun, I think fabulously interesting and helpful show. At least I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Uh today we are do- I'm doing two healings. One is on Suzanne and it's the one that I advertise about fear of change and fear of the unknown. There's more to it than that though, so I'll talk about that in just a second. And the second one will be on the planet. I got a request to heal the pollution, uh, specifically the oil spills that we've had recently. And so I just decided to, instead of healing one oil spill, I was going to do the planet again on the topic of pollution, whatever the cause. And don't ask me what's going to come in, (laughs) but I'm excited about it. All right. Now, I hope everyone's doing well. And again, if you have any requests, any comments, anything on the situation with um, with whatever situation you're in, you have questions or requests for healing or you just want to make a comment, I really would love to hear from you. And I want to thank the listener who did write me last week after my impassioned appeal <laughs> saying, please send me something. She really got a lot out of Karen's healing and out of the planet one, which I'm going to read you specifically when I get to the planet one, but she really could relate to the healing that Karen, I did on Karen. I did twofold. I did her, now, now of course I have to remember, but I'm pretty sure I did her relation, I did something on her relationship and also, I've got my notes right here. No, I don't. Oh dear, I just can't turn all right. No biggie. Um, I did a double header for her, she said, as she called it. and She said Karen's feedback on it was, wow, what an incredible double header, healing, reading, and she's still spinning. She sent it to me, I think, a couple of days afterward, and I hadn't all processed and shaken out to the point where I'd, she didn't give me any results, but I'm, she did really good work, so I'm thinking there there'll be some shifts that she'll be able to notice over the days and weeks. Um but meanwhile, I, I do want to get back to thanking Jerry, who was the listener who did respond to me. She was very, very excited about Karen's healing and, as I mentioned, the planet healing, That I, and I will read her exact response because it, it was really interesting, and I'm always learning new things, and she taught me something. So I'm going to encompass what she taught me, the idea um, into the healing on the planet today, and I will get to that when I get to... The healing. I wanted to do. <coughs> Excuse me. I wanted to do Suzanne's healing um, for her because it's a really good one. It relates to job loss, so I will read you her thing, but in a second. I just wanted to also add that Alicia did have her surgery. It was the day after we did the healing last week on Alicia. Oh, one I No, two weeks ago I did Alicia. Anyway, the mom, Denise, wrote me and gave me some feedback. She said that the surgery went well. It the <clears throat> they were implanting a, if you recall, they were implanting a pacemaker onto her heart, and there were three wires that were going to attach different parts of the heart to stimulate it to pump because she is going to be going on the heart transplant list, Alicia is. And so she needed a new pacemaker to help the heart function as best it can while she's waiting for, on the list and apparently only two of the wire leads that were to be attached to the heart could be attached because the third one was unable to be attached because there was too much scar tissue. So that's okay. The Maybe if we hadn't done the healing only one lead would have been able to be attached or maybe I mean, who knows? We we have no control group, but I but the, the the surgery went well. She came out of it. She was fine. There was no complications and things like that, which we would have been concerned about. So at the least, maybe the healing helped prevent there being any complications or or other issues. And I'm sure I'll get periodic updates on her when uh, when necessary. And I have a feeling that Denise may ask me for another healing down the line and I'm more than open to help and what I like about the continual healings is it enables the listeners to see how complicated these issues are because I've done I think four or five maybe six healings on Alicia and new stuff keeps coming up every healing there's sometimes there's more on stuff that we have done we're going to deeper layers but there's new issues that come up every time i do a healing honor and that's i'm excited that the the listeners can follow that the listeners can see that these things are complicated and they aren't so simple it's not about a magic bullet we just uncover a few little issues or misunderstandings or a few beliefs and we clear them and then we're you know everything is hunky-dory. It is that layering effect which I have explained to you guys many times, and, and I'm not the only one. A lot of people talk about the layering effect because it's really true. We've gone through eons of lifetimes. We've taken on so many beliefs, so many emotional responses, so much, so many false, uh, well, false beliefs or uh, misunderstandings, misconceptions, misinterpretations, and we, you know, as we go through life, we just keep adding to the whole our whole etheric energy field with thoughts, with habits, and with emotional responses. And then when we lay aside the body, guys, guess what? All of that gets folded in to the soul, which is the conglomerate of all the minds of the past. <laughs> so the soul is carrying every thought, everything that we've ever had in every single life, and Talk about an enormous amount of energy that we are processing and continue to process within each life, because we're connected with the soul. We're operating out of this life, but but they're, the soul and the mind are completely connected. Anyway, the it's, so it's important for you guys to realize it's not about a magic bullet. Occasionally, I do something amazing and has almost an instantaneous healing effect, but for the most part, when I, especially when I'm dealing. Uh, with very deep issues and Alicia's was very deep she was born with a heart problem which means she came in with a heavy-duty intense issue to be born with a physical problem so that she had surgery I believe it was in the first day or three of her birth she had heart surgery so she has a lot of issues in there and so we are unfolding slowly but surely and in time We we keep our fingers crossed that she can move into a normal life, that she will get the new heart, and that she will have a normal life. I'm sure all of you have read things from people who had transplants after being so, so ill. I've read many, and they, they, they feel like they've gotten their life back. Is it a transplant? And yes. Do they have somebody else's organs inside them? Yes, they do. Do they have to take a lot of medication to make sure it's not rejected and all of that? Yes, 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 yes. But they also can do things they haven't been able to do for years. They have energy. They can move. They can walk. They can become involved in activities and go back to having a real life. So having a transplant for Alicia doesn't necessarily mean that she's done something wrong. It's going to give her a second lease on life. And we want to make sure that that process goes smoothly. And so that's why... I'm telling listeners, and also inviting Suzanne to request a healing for me again when when it becomes appropriate. Okay. Now, on Karen, she she did send me a quick email. A lot of the email it was not a short email; it's a long email explaining more about the relationship that we were working on with her, uh, the the relationship she'd had many years earlier, and so she sent me some more information on that just to fill me in more on on it. But she did feel like it was an incredible uh, healing and that she's feeling, and I do think she will have some shift. I don't think, I know she will have some shift because she definitely shifted her energy field by neutralizing all that she did. So there will be some change, and how it plays out, we don't know. Anyway, let me read to you what Suzanne wrote me, and she wrote me in a couple of emails, um, so I'm going to read both, it took out sections of, uh, I, I didn't put in the whole email, Just I just have the sections here related to what she wants. Anyway, she said she received some bad news at work, they're cutting her position. So she won't be working there for the next school year of 2015-2016. So my guess is that she's, well, being in a school, I don't know what she actually does for a living. Maybe she's a counselor, uh, an administrator. I think I would have known if she were a teacher, but maybe she is. In any case, um, she's probably got work through the end of the school year. I don't know if it goes through the summer. And then starting next fall, she will not be able to work at the school because of budget cuts. And so the good news is it wasn't personal to her, at least she, she felt that it wasn't personal and that she wanted me to do a healing on it for for her. So then she says in a later email, she's sort of reiterating she says I'd like a healing to focus on my job loss and healing the grief and pain and um from the job loss. And then she wants to move into the next step of her life. And she says, in the healing, I think the focus could be more on guidance and direction in the area of my career, knowing what steps to take, and healing any fear of the future and fear of the unknown. And it was that phrase that I took the title, fear of the future and fear of the unknown. And she says, like I said, I'm looking forward to the next step, but I'm feeling a lot of fear and insecurity and uncertainty about what exact direction to take. I feel like for now, I should let myself explore the possibilities that arise, but I don't want to explore so much that I miss committing to the path my heart and soul truly wish to follow. That is what I want most right now for my career, is to go in the direction that my heart and soul wish me to follow. I know that my soul has a plan, but it feels really scary, and I'm uncertain and afraid of what the future might bring. Now, first of all, I just want to say, haven't we all been there? Or aren't we there now? Or aren't we worried we're gonna be there down the line? Yeah, job loss is major, but loss of any kind is, a, is scary and <coughs> painful. And now the it brings up the fear and the uncertainty of what the future is gonna bring. So I just wanna to say to Suzanne, who's, she's not listening, she'll be listening to the archive show, she said I, I'm gonna I wanna say that I'm definitely gonna address her fears and insecurities. And I also wanted to say, and I'm not in frequency, I don't know what I'm gonna get in frequency, but just from all that I've experienced and all that I've been shown by from the higher south, I wanna say whatever step you or direction, whatever choice you make, you are following your path. It's just that sometimes our path doesn't look like what we think it should look like. Okay. And the reason for that is that sometimes it's only the first door or first opportunity that we walk through when there's really three, four, or eight different doors we have to continue to walk through. So the first door doesn't look like what the eighth door opportunity is going to be. It doesn't look like that. So, we we get so worried. Well, well, if I take a job here and I'm not whatever, you know, that it's a mistake. And I want to really assure Suzanne and the listeners that that's a very um, normal thing for us to get hung up on about what's right, what's the one job or the one step I need to take. And I want to to say. That every step is important. Uh, for example, um, when I when I w- I was doing this metaphysical self help stuff for I think about oh I can't remember for years when something happened to me my something happened my financial situation and I had to move off of that focus. And really dive into a very intense uh, change in my my direction, and I moved into the business management field it's basically accounting, and I did it for twenty years because I had two children, and uh neither father was helping me financially, and so i I just needed to move into a career that was a little more i have an m b a by the way. So it wasn't difficult for me, and I just started my own business in business management, bookkeeping, payroll—you um, know, the whole accounting field—and so I just moved right into that because I needed the, the definite dollars every week, every month to make sure I kept a roof over my kids' head and food in their mouths, et cetera. So, but and I—I I was just like where Suzanne was back then. I had devoted maybe eight or ten years of my life. Uh, before that, having with the time to really develop and move forward in my catalytic art and my healing and all sorts of things that I was working on back then, and it came almost to a screeching halt. It wasn't completely screeching. I mean, I just couldn't do it very often or as much, so it it, it definitely affected it. But I look back now is the whole point, and I see how much I learned and how much I grew from that 20 years. Anything, anything I care to do in my life from now on, I know how to do all the financial stuff and I know what to do, how to prepare, you know, I have all of that and it becomes a minor thing and the business background helps in a myriad of other ways because many of my clients have business, many, many people I know, it's, it's a door opener and it also gave me a tremendous amount of self-respect and self-confidence. So it helped me grow internally. It helped me start to look at myself and think, wow, look what I've accomplished. Because I did a lot. And because it was my own business, I I felt with a brand new baby, I couldn't move out into going to work in a management job because I didn't have the husband for us to share the at-home duties with, um, with the kids. So... You know, if the child got sick or something. So I just had to work out of my home. I had to do something. And that's why I chose it so that I could be there for my kids. And if my child had a, been abandoned school or had to go to the doctor, I could take the time off to do that, then go back and work, continue working, where it's much harder if you work somewhere out of the home. So, in any case, when I made the decision to move into this career full time, I came with it feeling. Hey, I have my own business. I know how to work it. I know you know I feel comfortable and confident that I have that those abilities. Of course, I've been neutralizing a lot, so a lot of the fears for me really weren't there um, They just you know they weren't there at that point but But I really want you guys as listeners to understand that this is normal, and the interesting thing is. I want to, I think I've talked about this on the show before, that when we bring in something like a job loss, it's often what the higher self call a pull through. Now, we, everybody who, who is going along in their lives, they have different steps they have to take. We all are moving kind of slowly up the path, on the path, up the mountainside. And I know I've used this analogy, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating it for those of you who listen to every single archive show, which. I'm thrilled, and this is just a little review. But often we get sort of stuck at a t- at some point, and we don't continue the process. We we love that step that we've reached. We think, "Oh wow, how great! I'm going to build my house here." And so what happens is we get stuck, and we're not continuing our process of learning and growing and expanding and evolving. So we build the house, and At some point, the soul is going to do something that the higher spouse, as I said, call a pull through. Now, we choose it for ourselves at the soul level. We choose it. Uh, We are not victims here. It's not somebody else forcing us. Yeah, she lost her job. Somebody else made that decision. But she's actually called it in. Now, it's hard to hear sometimes when something terrible has happened to us. You know, the house burns down, or we get an illness, or something like that. But, but all these situations are what the higher self call a pull through, because here's what happens, and this is part of the human condition. As I said, we move on our, we, we can move on our path slowly and consistently, and continue to evolve, and continue to grow, and continue to, to learn. But we often do this thing where we get stuck. We build our house in a certain position, and soul level, we're saying. You know, you've been there way too long. you got to keep moving. And so the soul creates a situation of that pulls us through to the next step and propels us forward. So she's called in, Suzanne, you've called in this job loss to propel you forward to continue. And Suzanne has a lot of things that she's capable of doing. And it's scary to say, okay, well, now I'm going to do this over here. It's more in line with my destiny. Uh, it's scary because you don't know if you can make a, a good living at it. You don't know uh, if it's really the right step to go. And so then there's the fear of the unknown again, the fear of what's going to happen, maybe a, the fear of making a wrong decision. So that's what I really want to describe to you. And I, um, I've been through pull-throughs, and they aren't fun. They feel like cra- way to get us moving to dissolve the old and create the new and the new and expand it so that it can come in because if we're locked in a certain place for whatever reason whether it's a job or a relationship or any kind of situation or condition in our life if we're locked there it's hard to consciously move ourselves out so we create our own exit point we create the pull through we call it in and then it feels like a crisis because we don't really know where to go we don't know the the change this change coming up is darn scary and so it's hard and my heart goes out to Suzanne i've had many pull throughs in my life <laughs> trust me um and it isn't fun but but we can't we can't avoid these learning situations we can't step up it's it would be like you know learning uh let me see. We learn addition and then we jump right to division and we don't really understand subtraction or multiplication. Once we get to division, we need more than addition to be able to figure that out because there's often subtraction necessary. You guys remember how to do long division where you you know and it's not a easy number there's subtraction needed and there's an understanding also of that you also I think you need to use multiplication so that's why we can't jump over any steps we need to make clear out the misunderstandings and all the the energetic false beliefs and everything before we can move into that next step and these kind of events push us to look at them push us propel us motivate us to do it okay so now I'm going to start with Suzanne. Um, oops, I just have to get a drink of water, guys. I'm just very thirsty this morning. Okay, so I, I know you guys know the drill. I want everybody to, to make yourself comfortable just knowing uh even if you guys aren't sure what a pull through is or you aren't you, you haven't experienced job loss or you're not in a situation where you have to do go through some sort of change and <clears throat> but you have been in the past and you will be in the future and what we want to do for those of you who don't have something that this doesn't speak to right in the, this moment I want you to do it anyway because it's going to speak to you down the line what we will hopefully help preventatively is to prevent the the pull-throughs from being too massive, too overwhelming, too much of an upheaval. I mean, the more gentle we can make a pull-through if we have to go through it, the better. And despite whether it's a pull-through or, you know, whether you'd want to define it as a pull-through or not, Suzanne has to make a change in her life. She doesn't have a choice. She would let go. So we want to reduce her fear of change, her fear of the unknown, and all that uncertainty so that she can more joyfully move out and not be too afraid to to take the next step and not to worry. Well, maybe is she, you know, is she going to, should she take this step or maybe she should wait and take another step? So that's the, that's the whole point. We want to make this whole process of moving into the next path or the next phase of her life. We want to make this as gentle for her as she can as we can. Okay. So I know you guys know the drill. I hope you're all comfortable, sitting back, relaxed. Okay. Take a few deep breaths and I want you just to focus on my voice. I'm focusing on my words, so both you you guys and me, we are bringing in that now moment simply by using the focus of attention on the here and the now and the now moment for sure has certainly sprung up i see it instantly as encompassing the totality of all those that are here and now for those of you who know the drill uh... we are going to be expanding the now moment it is simply an energetic field and we're going to expand it to encompass the totality of all the past now, the present now, and the future now, of all the souls that are present, past, present, and future, listening to the show. So it's encompassing, it's creating the forever now moment to include all of the listeners that have listened to the show, whether they are still listening, all the listeners that are listening currently, and all the future listeners, all the ones listening to the archive shows. So we are bringing in a tremendous amount of soul energy that is being encompassed. The totality is being encompassed by the forever now moment. And it's a huge energetic field moving through the universe, known and unknown, encompassing a tremendous amount of time because we've all been in process for an infinite amount of time if you consider starting as a mineral and all the eons, we were minerals and then the plants and animals, etc. And even the eons, we've been humans. So it's a very, 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 very big energy field as far as time is concerned. Space is also huge because the space is encompassing all the locations where we have been where we were as minerals and plants where we were as uh animals and then all of our human journey all the planets everywhere around the universe known and unknown and all the future now all that where we will be and so it's just this huge huge energetic field and I do this because we want the healing to be absolutely absolutely and to access as much of the pattern as possible, so we're not just we're healing working on this one incident in Suzanne's life, but we're gonna p- call in from past and future moments the all the events that are similar that have um that are part of this event. All the misunderstandings, all the emotional reactions, all the habits, all the the misinterpretations and the misunderstandings, all of these are being pulled in because we've set it up this way. And so it enables us to get as deep as possible. The only restriction is the the soul. The soul is never ready. I shouldn't say never, but not in my experience, ever been ready to release the totality of a pattern all in one go. This kind of big pattern, maybe small little something, maybe, yeah. But this kind of, because it's it's got a comfort level there and it feels secure. It knows how to, the parts of that pattern that aren't pleasant or that hurt, it has workarounds. It has avoidance patterns. It has defense mechanisms. And so it's the known that keeps us from not letting go all of the pattern at once. But it's also the fear of the unknown because the fear is, okay, I know this pattern. It's not great. I'm not happy with it, but I've made lemonade out of lemons, and I know how to handle this kind of pattern. I don't know what's coming around the bend. I don't know what's coming. And so the fear of the unknown is a major deterrent that keeps us in place in patterns we don't want to let go of. And this is important. So I love this forever now moment. You know, the higher self only gave me the forever now moment. I don't know, maybe a year ago. I'm terrible with time, but I've been doing this work for a long time without the forever now moment. And I do notice a difference. I do notice the, the, the the steps forward or the shifts in the energetic field seem much larger and it's very exciting. So Anyway, that's the thing. So we are now going to focus on the pure soul essence. And if you can just imagine your pure soul essence, which is the part of us that comes from originating source, it is all that originating source was is and is becoming, and it's also our purest most perfect point of power. Now I want you to envision it as a sun. And so now I'm I'm actually focusing on each and every sun on the symbolic rim of the wheel, which I often use where all of, those, all of us who are listening past, present, and future are on this rim. And I'm focusing on all the suns and I want you to focus on your own. And we're now going to go through a period of dawn where the sun symbolically are moving o- over the horizon uh, like the sun really does, and starts to shine all through the sky, and it gets brighter and brighter the higher the sun rises, and it's the same with now we're going to activate the divine sunlight or pure soul essence within each and every one of us, and we're going to watch that sun light, symbolic sunlight, that divine light become brighter and brighter and stronger and stronger, and what it's doing, and it's very clear, is it's filling, completely filling the totality of our physical bodies, our minds, our souls, the totality of the soul, and it's filling the forever now moment. And it's a beautiful sight. And although I don't say it every week, I see it every week, but I just don't want to bore everybody with saying the same things. But again, they're souls that, that have come to partake of the light because what we've done is we've provided this, Pure soul essence this everything that originating source was isn't is becoming we providing it for the universe within this forever now moment that is spanning the universe known and unknown and so we're calling souls in without doing it on purpose but the souls that want the light whether they've laid aside the body or they're in body they sense it and they come and partake of the light in in whatever way they are ready for and because it carries everything from the originating source, there's basically something here for everyone. So there's just an enormous amount of souls that have moved into... Um, okay, well, this is interesting. They've moved into Partake of the Light, but there's also what I've seen for the first time, and it doesn't surprise me because in another arena, we, I've seen it often, but there's also a kind of protective energy shield, so that any soul that comes in cannot, in any way, do us harm, whether they intend to or not. And most of the souls that come to partake of the light, they don't have the intention to harm. But I just, just in case there would be some possible interaction uh, in a in a negative way, there is a symbolic kind of shield, an energetic shield that protects all of the souls that are involved in this amalgamation and this healing. So, well, that's just very interesting little aside, but there you go. Okay, now we're also going to focus on the conglomerate higher selves, and we're calling in the the higher selves from all present, and we're all being amalgamated with the conglomerate higher selves, as well as our own, which is part of the conglomerate. And we're also asking for any other higher selves or any other realm or direction that care to join with us, And quite a few came in. I I saw certainly more than a dozen. I would, you know, could be 50. Um, Okay. And the last step is that we're going to ask to be moved into, in through and around, have the the womb, symbolic womb of the originating source, move in to encompass and, and, and embrace, to take in all of this forever now moment, all of the souls, and we're all being moved into that very powerful womb energy that carries the creative life force. It's very powerful, and the creative life force energy is marvelous. It's part of the divine energy, but here we have this enormous resource, like this pool of it, and it, it's, it's energy that all it wants to do is create, to create, to manifest to grow to give birth to and so we're bringing us ourselves into the womb of the originating source right into this energy so that the healing itself will we will give birth to the person who we're healing either ourselves or suzanne or the planet or whatever we want to give birth to that soul at a higher level we want to give birth to it at a higher level okay so that's that's where we are. So now I'm activating that rainbow bridge energy. So we all connect the, our chakras with the originating source, bringing them into the very highest efficiency level. And we're creating the actual bridge from each of us, the bridge which uh, has all the colors from the chakras, and it moves out from the solar plexus to create a spoke and all of us on the rim are going to create the spokes, and then at the center is going to be a hub. Now, Suzanne was present. Uh, she was on the, the rim. I uh, I saw her there, so I didn't consciously, I mean, I didn't say she's here, but she was here. She's fully amalgamated, and I want Suzanne to just come sit on or be a part of, move over to the the platform or the hub of the wheel that we've all created with this very powerful, very balanced, perfect divine rainbow bridge energy. And I do see her. She's sitting down. She's kind of got her legs crossed. um, And she's got her arms sort of akimbo or across the top of her knees because she has her knees up. This is just a symbol. And she's just sort of sitting there waiting. Now, I actually find this symbol to be quite interesting because I don't see all the fear that she's been talking about, at least not yet. She's sort of in a waiting pattern. Um, Now, she's done a lot of work on herself, and she's had a few healings for me. So maybe the fear, we're definitely going to work on the fear, but it's not presenting itself right off the bat. So there seems to me there's going to be something else here. Okay. All right. Well, there is a lot of fear. What, what, don't you know? I just had to go a little deeper into the symbol. It is a symbol. The fear is so pronounced that she kind of is, uh, at, and I'm sure it's at different times, and we all do this. she's kind of sat down waiting or kind of not wanting to move forward. She sort of sat down uh, and almost kind of, it's, I'm going to use a term that's too strong, but it's almost like she's opted out of moving forward. She really hasn't, but somewhere at the soul level, that fear has made it seem that way. The conscious mind, she wants to move forward with all of her heart. That is her intention. She wants to move into not just a job, but into the career, she said, that her soul wants her to go on. And she's just afraid she doesn't know how to proceed what would be good what wouldn't be good uh etc so the the thing is that i do see her just sitting down it's just like the fears have completely immobilized her and as they do for all of us when we go get into those those times she wasn't really she, okay she's not intending to sit down. She's intending to move forward, but that fear is, is paralyzing her in a way. Now, she isn't paralyzed. I don't see in any kind of heavy-duty paralyze. It's just like she sat down, you know, kind of like a little kid, although I don't get this kind of bratty aspect at all from her, but just as an analogy... Sometimes when the kids don't want to do something you've asked them to do, they'll just sit down and they mope or they cry or they have a tantrum or something. And I don't see any of the tantrum. I don't see any of that childlike thing. But it's just her way. It's sort of a passive-aggressive kind of way to say, you know, I'm not ready to move forward. And trust me, I've been there. We've all been there. We want something in the conscious mind, but the soul level, we just can't manage it we can't get out of our lethargy or out of our stuck place whatever it might be so i want suzanne and all every listener to begin to just release the fear the fear and it's okay it's the fear of the unknown and it's the fear of change and so i'm watching suzanne i want everyone else to do it i okay so suzanne i'm seeing the fear beginning to come out the problem is for you anyway, and maybe for some of the others, uh, other listeners, um, there's a fear of letting it go because you're afraid of feeling all the fear. So it's very, uh, it's tough. Now, what I want to say is you don't have to move into the place of fear. You can just release it into the light as you know, and you don't need to process it. I'll be processing whatever the fear is for you, but it can bypass you can bypass it it's just it's just not important you've felt it enough already there is no reason you have to feel it and go into that panicky place while doing the healing it it just you just don't need to so we never need to we can just release without thinking about it without emotionalizing without moving into the emotionality of it and so I feel some sort of doubt from her. There's a part of her that feels really, really, really. <laughs> and, and I'm saying, yes, really. We don't need to know what it is. We don't need to emotionalize it. We don't need to process it through our emotions, in other words. So I want, I want you to release and everybody else. And I'm seeing a little, like a little, it's just a, a little hatch in front of your heart. And I'm opening it up because there's something in the heart that is, part of this fear of facing the fear and i want you to let that go and it's in part all the pain you know all the pain of taking steps and then make and then deciding oh i did the wrong thing yeah there's a whole bunch of stuff right here coming up oh my gosh out of the stomach out of the heart just a lot of stuff out of the throat and it's the fear of making the wrong choice the fear of taking the wrong path the fear of Uh, making wrong decisions and the fear of regret because when we have made decisions that that we view as mistakes then we have regret about that decision okay? But I'm telling you Suzanne right now I want you to release the regret because whatever decisions whatever actions you took have led you right to this moment have led you To this pull through have led you to the place where you're going to move that step forward and at the soul level you are determined you're determined to move it forward so I want you to release all the regret of all the past decisions and actions you have made because in fact you base them each and every time as we all do on the best we could do the best for ourselves the best information that we had the best sometimes we have to choose the lesser of two evils, right? Sometimes our choices are so limited, we just can do the best we have. And when it turns out not to be so great, then we can blame ourselves. So let's release that blame. Okay? No blame. We don't want blame in there. And we we take on misunderstandings that somehow we should have been able to do something different. So again, here's the woulda shoulda coulda. And so I want you to release all of that, that 2020 vision, that in hindsight thing is really messes us up a lot because, in fact, in the moment we make the decision, we don't have 2020 vision. We don't know. So we base it on. To our best ability, we make a decision to go into something. Many times it's a great decision, but the times that it isn't great and somehow it's either been painful or stressful or uh, full of drama or crises or clearly you you or anyone else feel you've made a mistake, that's when we jump on ourselves. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I, I... what an idiot I am or what a loser I am or whatever labels we all put on ourselves. And I want you to let go of all those labels. Because in fact, as you've heard me say before, all the difficult times are opportunities. It's when we do much of our learning and growing, much of our facing ourselves, much of our internal uh, going inside the outside answers don't help us, so we. That's. These are often times where we go and in, go inside, or we uh, find help out there to get through it in some way. And today on this planet, there's just so much help available, which is great. Everybody can find something, everybody. And with the internet, oh my gosh, I mean yes, there's certain parts of the world that the internet really isn't there, you know, isn't really available, but. But for much of the world now, there are so many options because people can just Google it. So, um, so in any case, I want Suzanne to, to to continue to to release the regret. I had regret when I went into the accounting business, but after the fact, I saw how much I gained from that twenty years of not focusing full time on my career it really grew me in so many ways. It really grew me in so many ways. And I I developed so many little abilities and, you know, really developed myself. And so even though it was, I had regret, I've let go of that regret now because it's just standing me in such good stead uh, in my life and did back then. It was just... It was a great thing, but I couldn't see it sometimes as great because it was. I regretted leaving, working on my my more spiritual, uh, metaphysical stuff. I had to leave it so far behind. Although I did some stuff, but you know. So Suzanne, I want you to let go because any step you take is going to be really important. And as you continue, as you neutralize, and as you continue to neutralize and keep shifting that the ratio within the etheric bodies between positive and negative, as you release more and more of these negative issues, the, you're going to begin to bring in, and you already have, and it's going to continue, more and more opportunities, more and more possibilities that are, more, that are expanded and meaningful. And as I said, it may only be the first door, but it's going to continue to lead you down or up the path, however you want to use the symbol, and lead you forward. Keep the momentum going so that we don't get stuck and sort of dig our roots into one certain place. And so it's a time where we need to pull up those roots. And so I want you to do just that because I instantly saw the, I saw the symbol changing on the hub. And you're now standing up, which is good. It's like you're preparing to walk forward because you've been releasing a lot but also I see that there are some sort of roots right under your feet, symbolically, like your feet are attached to the ground. So even though you've released a lot, there's still these roots that need to be addressed. Okay. Now, we need to dissolve these roots. So I'm calling in the dissolve, the some divine energy, whatever it is, through the top of your head, And it's going to move down through the physical body and it's going to dissolve and and neutralize both in the physical body and the soul mind. It's going to dissolve and neutralize all those parts of you at every level that are feeding the roots. I'm not sure how that's going to, you know, what exactly that means, but whatever situations and belief systems, whatever misunderstandings, whatever fears, whatever... um, Doubt, self-doubt, because self-doubt is here. I don't know if I did enough of that self-doubt. I really want you to release that self-doubt. But we're also bringing the light in and it's going to follow that root system down, down underneath the ground. It's as if you're standing on the ground that's your foundation. You're standing on the foundation of this pattern at the hub. It's symbolic. And so the root system is down there, and as the light goes down into the root system, it's loosening the loosening your attachment to those roots so as it goes down there's many different branches and the light is really moving down and dissolving so much of these roots and the tendrils even the tap root which is the the main issue the fear of the unknown and the fear of change okay I'm just watching the energy. It's definitely moving all th- in through and around the physical body. It's moved down symbolically into those deep tap roots that you've that we all um, set in set in concrete almost. And but we don't want that. We we don't want that for you. We don't want it for either any of us. Okay, so I want you to just keep releasing, keep sending that light, and I'm just directing the light. Okay, wait a minute. Let me just see what else is under here. Okay, the there's another issue here is the, the confusion about who will you be when you're no longer part of that life phase. Uh, when your life changes and moves around the corner, who are you going to be? So there's a self, there's some self identities tied up with this job that it empowers you in the sense that it empowers the, the self the self identities, what you believe you are. And in my mind, most of those self identities tend to be fairly positive. You probably do a really terrific job at work and you feel good about yourself, you feel good about your abilities in that job. And so the job is part of the of defining you in your mind. So the fear of letting go of those that self identity is makes it harder because you don't know who you're going to be makes, makes us more afraid of the future because you don't know who you're going to be. How are you going to act? Who are you around the corner? You just, we don't know. And so this is another reason the soul holds on is that it's actually built a very big self identity around the role that you are. So for example, um, some women, for example, feel very comfortable as being a mother, and being a mother very much defines it, at least part of who they are. Same with fathers. And, but that isn't who we are. We aren't our job. We aren't our. Uh, we are. We're we aren't our illness. We aren't our finances. We aren't our anything. Our loneliness. Of course, I'm quoting the, the intro for my for my show, but you know what I'm saying? That isn't who you are. And that is something that we take on, that we do, that we love. It's an aspect of who we are, but it isn't who we are. It's part of our process. So I want you to release all the fear of the self-identity. What I mean, the fear of who you're going to be, how you're going to define yourself. And I'm going to call in some divine energies. Right now, I need to call in for you. It's already there, but I'm going to activate. We're going to call in uh, as much as you can handle. The divine uh, freedom. Divine freedom. Divine choice. Divine discernment. Divine uh, unfoldment. Divine fulfillment. And boy, I'm just seeing a tremendous amount of light. Light of all of these energies moving in through and around the totality of your beingness. And it's going to help free you. We want to call in divine. Did I say divine freedom? I can't remember now. But divine freedom, we'll say it again. It's going to help you. And divine opportunities and divine possibilities. And divine expansion. Okay, good one. We are, you're really doing good. Um, I see you now on the hub, like lifting your knees seeing that your feet are actually able to move, there's still some roots attached to symbolically to the bottom of your feet. Um, and I want you to see uh, a symbolic light, laser light or lightsaber or whatever, you know, like they show in the Star Wars movies. And I want you to pick up one foot and I want you to take that laser and just slice through the symbolic root on your feet. And I saw you do it, even though you're listening down the line. I saw you do it, and I saw, both, I saw the root detach, and the light is following both parts. So one part of the light is following down and getting any more of the root from that foot, and it's neutralizing it. And the light is also moving up through the bottom of your foot to neutralize any of the connections there that because we don't want you to put your foot down and then that root reattaches so we want to neutralize all that connected all that connected you to the roots and the roots themselves okay i see that being accomplished now i want you to put that foot down and lift the other foot and again there's still some roots there on the other foot and actually I can see some of this is related to the masculine and feminine within. But we're not going to get into that because I don't have enough time. But we're doing some healing on that anyway, which is great, because it's this is clearly part of this pattern has to do with relationships. So I want to see you lift your, symbolically, lift your right leg now and splice off, disconnect the roots. From the foot, it's, it's down like in the concrete or down in the foundation. And I saw you do it. And I'm now watching again as the light moves down and funnels down into the foundation to dissolve what was left of the all of the connections. There's a lot of belief systems here that have to be neutralized. And it's also moving up through the bottom of your foot and moving into through and around the totality of you in that way. Yeah, there's a lot of belief systems here. There's a lot of belief systems that you you're not really comp, comp, capable and competent. What could you possibly do? Where you know you just don't have enough? These are thoughts that are coming up from you. You just don't have enough um, capabilities, abilities. have a hard time moving forward because you see yourself as lacking. You see yourself as failing already. You've been a failure, and you're going to continue to fail, okay? So I really want all of that black stuff to be let go into the light. You can put your other foot down. (laughs) Uh, So you're now standing with two feet on the the foundation, but the foundation no longer seems to me like this weight, this, this cement, that symbolic cement that was holding you back. It's more a pathway now. It's more a... Uh, open space, and you're able to look out, and you're able to see, but they, we still want you, you're still not walking forward, that's the goal, I want to see this shift into you're actually walking forward, and so right now, I want you to release all the lacks, the lack in your life, the the, the lack that you believe is there, you, you you lack education, you lack, and I don't know if you do, I'm just throwing it out there, maybe you lack education, maybe you lack Confidence in yourself, self-worth, belief in the self, too much doubt, all the doubt that you might have about yourself, the uh, the lack of trust in yourself, the lack that, uh belief that there's something out there that you, you could actually handle or that they would want you. The undeserving, undeserving part of this is really huge. So I want you to let go of all that undeservingness. I, 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 I. Okay. That's in process. That's definitely work, um, definitely moving forward. Okay, now I want to call in again divine possibilities, divine opportunities, um, divine movement, and divine connection to the self, divine. Uh, hope we're going to put in divine hope activate divine hope we're going to fill the hope energy as it permeates your beingness because all of these energies are moving in through and around the total the forever now moment or the totality of your soul process but the divine hope is that you will find work that fulfills you that is um rewarding that will lead you continue to lead you down your path down your your destiny and it will that will open more doors for you so that you can we we hope for continued expansion and now i'm keeping it general because we we don't want to put too many parameters in here because too many parameters limits it so it's very important not to put a specific type of job, for example. We want to leave it open because I don't know and you don't know what your soul wants to, where it wants to go and what the process is that it wants to go on. So we don't want too many parameters. We just, so I like to, when I use the hope energy and infuse it, I like to keep it fairly simple, fairly, very open-ended, very open-ended, divine unfoldment proper unfoldment for Suzanne, the proper timing, joy, joy in the life pattern. Okay, now we call in the divine faith energy. And the divine faith energy always works with the hope energy because divine faith carries the energy to manifest all that is hoped for. So now I'm seeing the divine faith moving in through and around, the totality of your beingness, and it's going to help bring that manifestation forward. The cocoon womb energy is also at play here, and I see a lot of shifts and changes going on, a rebirthing, so to speak, to yourself at a higher level. Now, I'm seeing you still standing on the platform but the platform is no no more of this cement stuff it's more of a softer ground it's not one that's like a weight on you um and you're very you're you're looking in and you're very you're concentrated in a a, and very focused on what's going on within and but there's a very good deep inner strength here a deep inner connection and inner knowingness and at some point you then put your head up and now you're looking out and instead of seeing when you look out into the unknown which is what you're doing now instead of being afraid there's a sense of anticipation a sense of joy a sense of excitement a sense of for the first time in a long time really being able to see yourself actually moving forward it's exciting there's still a little bit of a sober quality to it like you're still have some some of that trepidation that I speak of often because when we make a big energetic shift we we're not we're sort of moving into territory as a newbie you haven't been in this phase of life for a long time and so this type of phase where you're greeting the future without fear you're greeting the unknown without fear but there's still a little of the trepidation left and i want to call in divine serenity and more light to help flush out that trepidation no one expects you to be perfect out of the gate if we decide to be a tennis pro we don't get up from bed one morning pick up a racket for the first time or even the hundredth time and become a tennis pro. It's a process and it's cre- It's done by steps. And so I, I'm just asking you to call in, uh, I'm not asking you to call in, I'm calling in for you divine process and the divine self-acceptance of that process. There's no one standing around with a stopwatch saying, oh, you're behind, you're behind, you know, everybody else is ahead of you, you're behind, you know, better get going, rush, rush, rush. There is no comparison for anyone else. We have our journey. Always, we take the steps we take on our own timing, in our own way. And we barely understand the totality of our soul journey of ourselves. And and we don't understand other people even less. And that's the same way they understand us. So it isn't about what other people think about you. It isn't about what other people might think about your decision making. And that also is coming up. And I want you to let go of that worry that, that people around you, loved ones, uh, co-colleagues, whatever it is, might consider you to be making bad choices. And, you know, if there are 100 people in the room, it's going to be a bell curve. On the one hand, there's going to be people who see it as the perfect choice and see that completely uh, you know with a through you know po- completely positive, and then there's going to be those at the other end that will do nothing but tear your choice down and then of course, the bell curve is most people will give you pros and cons uh many people will be supportive, but there're always going to be a few in the bunch that are just you know i'm well, I'm going to wash my hands of that decision i I You know, you're still going to be the, quote, unquote, I'm making this up, Suzanne. So it's not people tell you this, but this is just as an example. Um, You know, you're just going to be the loser. You're always going to be a loser. And, you know, what a poor decision. So I want you to release all of the pain and the hurt from people judging you. uh, And you're judging yourself. Because we take on other people's judgments all the time. And then we're our own worst critic. At first, we can repel them oh that's not true but eventually when we hear it enough over eons of lifetimes trust me we take it on as our own so i want you to release your own self-judgment and and also the part of you that listens to others and makes your decisions based on a projection that you feel and this is of course what we all do that you feel others will think is a good decision and the problem with that is, first of all, we, we, we can't really predetermine what somebody is going to feel. And even if we could, we don't want to base our decisions on what somebody else is going to feel about it. We want to base the decisions on where we are coming from, that divine connection, that divine uh, acceptance of the self. Because that's where fulfillment comes, that's where joy comes, that's where meaning comes, not by doing something that somebody else would would tell us to do. Now, I'm completely sure that you don't consciously in this life operate like that, but trust me, in some lives we've all had to operate like that, literally just to stay alive. We've had to do things to please others, to do it according to their rules in order literally to survive or have a roof over our heads or whatever. And so this is ingrained in all of us. So I want you, Suzanne, to to release the idea that you need to make decisions based on pleasing others, based on what makes it what they think is right, because we're always you know, this comes from looking for external validation and love and respect. But what we want to do, Suzanne, and for all of us, we want to love and respect and validate ourselves, so I want you, Suzanne, to just keep releasing that external focus, that external um, the need for whatever reason that we all have to be validated and respected and and get our our answers, our direction from other people. It's just so common, this is part of the human condition, so it's good for all of us to be releasing that. Now, the other thing is, okay, the other thing is, shoot, I missed that, I missed it, missed it, missed it. Well, I want to, activate and call in the divine, again, the divine acceptance, the divine love, which carries proper self-love, proper self-forgiveness, and proper self-acceptance. So we want to bring that all in. And I do see and feel, um, I feel good about the symbol on the, the hub is shifting again. And I see you moving to take a step forward, but you've lifted the leg, and you're about to just try taking a step, and this is really what I wanted to 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 get you to this point. Um, the remember, it's a process, so it only needs to be baby steps. But sometimes just taking a step, and you realize, oh, the sky hasn't fallen in on me, you know, that will help propel us and motivate us and assure us that we can take another step forward. And it's not going to be painful. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to be devastating. So I I'm watching you and you you are taking some small steps forward. Uh symbolically I see that. It's still slow going and that's fine. Uh you're going to move through being um unsure and a little uncertain we can help by releasing the un- the, the the uncertainty. Okay. Okay, well, the higher selves are indicating that they that we need to close down this healing. I didn't realize it had gone so long um but that's great and Suzanne, you are you just turned and kind of looked up at me with and I have a real sense within that you are you're very happy. It's as if at the soul level you've wanted to step forward for a long time, and now you feel that you you can you will you are and this is very, very exciting. And there's just this sort of, I would say, elation. Just You're just elated. And it's exciting for me to see. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to have you step onto the rim because we have another healing to go. The higher selves are enclosing you in the cocoon energy. So you will continue to process and acclimate to all the shifts you've done, and it's been pretty massive. I've thought a lot, and I'm sorry that I don't necessarily describe all that I see, because I'm so focused on getting those patterns out. And But I think you've listened and heard, and most listeners know well enough to know what is happening within that forever now moment, what is happening within your soul process. There is a lot of good going on. And it's almost like you're in a coma or something. It's almost like you are in incubation or you're just asleep almost uh, while you stand there on the side of the rim, just utilizing and taking in and processing all of those energies. And it feels, again, like you're kind of elated. So I'm very happy with that. You feel really good, kiddo. So now I'm going to briefly. Before I go on to heal the earth, I want everyone to maintain as best they can. And we'll go through another uh we'll go through another amalgamation, but it'll be very brief when we start the earth because the higher selves are going to maintain the forever now moment while I just talked to you a little bit about the earth healing. Um, now I got some feedback for the planetary healing that I had done and <clears throat> She says, she's one, her name is Jerry, that she she listens to many of the archives, if not all of them, and she said, I want to let you know that I get something or everything out of your healings every time. Now, that's exciting. Whew, I'm happy for that. She said, this really became evident when I listened to the show you had done recently on the droughts and healing the planet. At first, I thought this may be a show that I would get benefit from in a smaller way, But it turned out that I connected to this issue internally as my physical body was manifesting symptoms of dehydration, not to mention I was challenged with pollen allergy issues that had never really surfaced before. So she says, anyway, I truly feel as though this broadcast spoke directly to me and I was able to receive a healing that mentally and physically sent me on my way to recovery. Now, I wanted to read that to you guys because... I never thought about it. And she brought it to my attention. When we heal the planet, you can also heal your physical body. The planet has a soul and it has a body. The body is the planet. And as we are healing the soul and the body, you can also be healing yourself. I never thought of it. It was enough for me to just deal with wow, it's so new to work on Healing the Planet that I literally never thought about it. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Jerry, for bringing this to my attention. I am so appreciative. You have no idea. And I encourage everyone to, even though I'm not healing a person, I'm still healing a soul. And Jerry, it for her, it played out through her own physical body, and she was able to do this Big thing on it, yippee-io, processing and moving into recovery. This is exciting. So I do want to encourage, and please send me feedback. If you experience anything, you may not, please send me feedback because, you know, I'm I'm in a new arena. I know there are many out there that deal with healing the planet in different ways. I don't know how anybody else does it, but I know that it's out there and pretty prevalent. So... But I'm still on a learning curve in the sense that I've not done it that much until the show. So thank you, show. (laughs) Thank you, listeners. And thank you, Jerry, and everything. So this, now, I thought to do, as I said, pollution, because we certainly all know about pollution, And I'm not sure where the higher selves are going to take me. I just have not enough experience to guess or to uh, even an educated guess. I mean, I can certainly guess, but I don't think it would be based on a lot of experience because I just haven't done the planet that much. So uh, what I want to do is instead of discussing it, we're just going to go in and start to work on it. Just now this time it's specifically, we're going to work on pollution. So, I want everyone to, again, get ready, set their focus of attention, uh, focus on my voice, focus on the now and the forever now moment, focus on the light that we carry, this beautiful, powerful, true soul essence light, pure soul essence light, and see it, experience it, move it to fill the totality, the forever now moment, and also... Again, we want to just re again reactivate the movement into the womb symbolic womb of originating source, okay, so now we're using the hub because Suzanne's moved back onto the rim. We're going to use the hub as a to to place the symbolic planet on oh okay, this is interesting. I'm immediately getting now of course, it's small because I can't. I have to reduce the symbol. So it's a small symbol on the pl- on the hub, not as small as a globe, but maybe like a big dome or something, but it's certainly round like the planet. So we have the symbol of the planet. And I immediately get all these dark spots all over the planet. It's just uh, the planet is the beautiful planet we have, but it's just littered or parts of the planet just have these dark blobs and they're big, dark blobs, and it's not all oil spills because it's just symbols, so it would be all the types of pollution. I'm getting acid rain pollution. Okay? I mean who knew? I would never have thought of that. I'm getting the oil spills. I'm getting the trash. I'm getting the um oh gosh. Hmm. I'm getting astral energy. Now, without going into explaining astral energy, I would like to just start the healing and see what the higher self feed me when we begin to clean these things. And they want me to begin right off the bat by... Um, okay, well, first they want me to activate the rainbow bridge with for the planet itself because it too, being a soul, it has chakras. How exactly they work, I don't know. And it doesn't matter. We're activating them. So we're bringing the chakras with the rainbow bridge energy. We're bringing the chakras up to the the highest level of efficiency that they can be on the planet. And I have to say, they're pretty clogged. I don't normally see this when I'm working with the humans that I work with. But this planet has been here for a long time. Um, I guess four billion years or something. I mean it's been here for a long time and it's got the chakras are definitely clogged. So I want to activate it with this rainbow bridge energy and I want simply um oh you know what I forgot boop 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 boop, boop. I forgot to consciously I'm sure it happened already but I want to consciously activate the pure soul essence of the planet itself. And with that 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 definitely helped because with consciousness comes power and it was, it's just, the light is just so intense and beautiful and it too is moving into this forever now moment. So that light is very intense. And so as we continue to do the exercises, uh, the exercise or the techniques or the healing on the planet, that what it's being released is going to be released right into that light, that divine light that the planet itself carries. Oh now this is interesting too. I am seeing uh higher selves lining up around the extern the outside the planet, but lining up around the whole globe. It's as if they're there to help with the clearing, to to guide the energies, whatever we use, so that I won't make a mistake. Uh, I may not get it right exactly or I may do something wrong, but they're making sure it's all gonna be moved and utilized in the highest ideal. So again we're at, we're all amalgamated with the conglomerate higher self. And now this includes these additional fifth dimensionals that are playing uh that are active uh, actively helping us to provide even more energy for the planet itself. So this is really great and to direct the energy. So okay. Now, I want to begin simply by having to to start to release from all these black patches that i see symbolically around the planet and i want the you know all of you to release any black patches you may have for yourself i don't know yet what they are but right now we know enough i got a little bit we i know that there there is about oil spills it's about acid rain it's about the uh release of you know factory waste and uh drilling maybe drilling for oil and or gas or, or coal or anything. There's, there's waste products uh, as, the, as, you know, atomic energy creates waste products. Uh, everything that we are creating has these pollutants, and this is where we're starting. We're starting to release, and all of what we're releasing around the planet is going to be moving into the light. Now, we're not physically mopping up the oil, okay what we're doing is we're releasing the the energetics that brought the spill in that keep creating oil spills we're releasing the energetics just like we do on our physical when we're working on ourselves we're releasing the patterns that have created the neon sign that draw in the situations and conditions that continue to make us unhappy that hurt us whatever so we're releasing the energetics now i do feel some of the okay i'm jumping all around because i keep i'm getting a ton of stuff so okay so what so what we're doing is we're releasing stuff from all of these black spots and they're already changing and i see gray now they're not presenting as black they're presenting as gray so it means that already We are utilizing the release system for the planet in a very positive manner. And not only will it help prevent, bring in other things that will continue to neutralize, that will continue to pollute, but it will bring in, it will allow room for the solutions so maybe there'll be more volunteers when we have an oil spill. Better products that can dissolve the oil, so it can you know it won't hurt the the wildlife as much. This is what happens: is that the the as we remove the energetics, it allows more and more healing of the planet. Now some of the things will actually be healed, but right now it's actual physical pollution. And the next thing I saw was. The oh, and I said that the the, the factories letting um, you know all the byproducts for a lot of what we do the smog that comes so often from either factories but a lot from cars so we want to release all of that smog kind of thing and all of the causes we want to I'm calling in like a divine cleanser of some sort i'm not sure what divine energies would be coming in but different types of pollution will require different types of divine energies. so instead of you know being specific we can just call in divine dissolvent dissolvent and we're going to start to dissolve it's just really neutralizing more and more and more of the the pollution uh the energetic pollution that is creating the actual pollution on the planet that is calling it in and makes it happen. Okay, there's another thing, and I mentioned it in the other healing I did on the planet last time. There has been um, a tremendous amount of death and dying on the planet. Every because it's a planet that houses human form, uh, houses life forms. It is the planet has experienced many, many deaths. And the very first healing I did there was a situation over the Indian ocean and what I got that was behind it was the slave trade. And part of it was the throwing of bodies into the water, bodies that were dead. They didn't need them anymore. (coughs) There was no respect for those, those human beings. There was no respect. And so that's the kind of thing I'm getting now that, that part of this is that the lot of death and dying. And so there's been pollution Um, literally from those beings that have laid aside the body. Now, now this is going to be, this is something new. You guys aren't going to necessarily understand this right off the bat. But the particles that are part of each and every body can also when, when we lay aside the body, those particles get recycled. They go back into the ground in some way. It may take, if they're in a casket or something, it may take decades or centuries or millennium, but eventually everything gets recycled back into the planet, and eventually it then, um, you know, oops, the bodies I'm talking about. Eventually then they get reused. But these particles actually can take on their own pollution. And the higher south call it karmic particles. There's very few completely pure particles left on the planet. That's because of the nature of the life form. So what we're going to be doing now and what's part of this process is we're actually going to start to clear the karmic particles of their their patterns, because they take on trauma. If they have a death that's difficult or whatever, uh, they take on their, at the energetic level, their trauma. So all the particles that are used within the physical bodies, uh, plants, animals, humans, minerals, everything, can take on this their own pollution. And... There's so much information to give you on this, but I'm, I I don't want to. We don't have much time, and I want to just get going. But I want you to understand that we can actually cleanse and clear the energetic field from the particles. And that's where the higher self was taking me. And that's what I was like, oh my goodness. So, all right, so that's what we're going to send the light in symbolically to every single par- particle that is part of these pollution sections in the planet because all of those particles are carrying their own energetics and i want to before i do that in fact i want to well we're doing it anyway but i also want to activate the rainbow bridge for the all of the particles so that all of the chakra systems that are in play from these particles are also moved to the very highest level wow i also want to activate the connection to the particles pure soul essence so that I want the pure soul essence of all the particles to also become part of the amalgamation to become part of this healing so we're getting down to particle actually you know some very you know foundational kind of things here and so that was beautiful um the light just got brighter it could possibly get brighter it got brighter and so it's also it's actively involving the particles in their own cleansing they're using their own light now they don't consciously will you know it's not a conscious process it's an instinctive process uh that is led by their own pure truth um, pure soul essence it comes from the divine but i'm seeing it activated now and it's clearing a lot of this Karma, so to speak, that these particles have taken on. So it's I'm just watching this incredible cleansing process. It's it's not only sticking right with the specific black, uh, now gray, and moving to lighter gray spl- splotches on the planet. It is moving throughout the entire planet because there's some other areas, of course, that would carry the karmic particles, but um, but they're not so dense, the problem isn't so dense with the pollution that, that it's part of the, the actual spots that we're working on. Uh, but this is really helping because we, there's been so much death, so much laying aside of the body and therefore so much quote unquote karma that the particles are taking have taken on. And that affects the planet itself. It affects our bodies too. When we are Going through the process of gestation the soul itself picks the particles it's going to use to build the body and the soul has to take what's provided and because there's so many particles that are no longer pure we can come in with uh, elements of problems at the physical level some manifest right away some may not manifest till we're middle-aged or teens or old old I mean It it doesn't matter, but there's a karmic particle kind of uh, situation with the physical body. So we're actually, each and every one of you are helping your own physical body neutralize all, you know, whatever carried at that karmic level. Um, I use that term simply because it's so hard to describe it. It's just a handle, the term that the higher self used, as well. when when we first learned about it. But this is also going to help you clean and cleanse the totality of your physical body. And it also works, of course, we're going to now address the... um, We're going to address the etheric part of this puzzle of what we can clean and cleanse for the etheric body of the planet so that it doesn't so that we can shift its fuel for what it it's going to bring in, the situations and conditions. And so I want to just begin with having the planet release all the death and dying on the planet. We did that last time, but I want to just start there. All the energetics, because I can't I don't know how to explain the energetics so well because it's the planet, and I don't want to anthropomorphize too much. But there's energetics here. There's emotions. There's hurt. There's wounds. There's lack. There's doubt. There's distrust. There's confusion. There's all these things that we think that we have, but it's carrying it. Now, the planet also is carrying it. So I want all of that to be released. There's also anger here. There's anger because it does feel like there's been some abuse of the planet and so I want that anger and that frustration to be let go because that's no good there's bitterness here there's bitterness here it doesn't want I mean it's very bitter it just is is just it's hurting so there is pain here there's hurt and pain and despair It has some pristine areas. There are some beautiful, beautiful areas that don't seem to have been massively touched by pollution. And the planet is kind of pulsing and showing me that there are some very beautiful places here, along with the places that carry this dark, polluted kind of look. And so um, I want to send... sure why the planet showed me that I I think it was a sense of pride there's a sense of joy and and pride about these pristine places that we have on the planet it's that's the thing that keeps it going that's the part of the planet's existence that fulfills it that that makes it feel good and uh, about its its destiny pattern and its job but it's just got these sort of open wounds. It's kind of how I feel about the the pollution. It's kind of like an open wound. And it really, it, it's you know, some of them are really festering. So I want to go in. Really, higher self, we need to, please help me here, because I want some of this festering kind of thing going and all the causes, known and unknown. And I want... Um, all the pain and the suffering that's part of it. It's pain and suffering for the planet and for those humans on the planet that happen to be in this kind of pollution. The humans and the animals and the plants. It's a lot of pain here. It's a deep, deep soul pain. And I want everyone to begin to think about releasing it for themselves and also to focus on and encourage and support the release of the planet of all of its pain. And I feel like the higher selves are using a process on their own, a cleansing process. I can't pretend to know exactly, but I see it happening very quickly. And it's they're, they're like moving around these polluted areas and sort of scooping. It's almost kind of a scooping out, but they're huge. The areas are huge. It's a gigantic scoop and it's scooping out, running through the energy through some sort of light filter, you know, divine light filter that cleanses it. Then going back and scooping out more and running it through the divine light filter. And it's just happening really fast all over the planet. It's just that these things are very deep. It, they're very deep. They go right down into, you know, toward the center of the planet. And I don't think, I don't know that they get to the core, but they're very deep because of, of the eons and billions of years that the planet has existed. I'm seeing some very, very deep pain and suffering and despair coming out. Wow. there's also despair not just for itself but there's despair for the, the souls on it it carries a great deal of sadness for the difficulties the cruelty the suffering that the souls upon it have experienced and that is a that's a huge just part of the despair and there is also <laughs> it's interesting, I, I really feel like we're talking about a person, because it comes up in these anthropomorphic ways, but it also feels powerless, like it can't do anything, it can't do enough to help the life forms on its planet. on it it feels like it can't do enough, and so there is a frustration there is a uh, um, regret there is a feeling of I should have, would have, could have. There's blame here, self-blame that it's doing something. It's not doing enough or it's doing something wrong because why else would all this pollution be there? And so it's just letting go of all that regret and I'm calling in divine forgiveness of the self, all the criticism. I want to let go of that. And that's, okay, that was a pretty important element Because I saw the spots, I see them as kind of uh, like funnels. So on the top, you've got this really dark, blackish, big glob, and then it funnels down into the planet. So when I said that to release the despair and the the, the belief that it hadn't done enough, that somehow it was its fault, okay, it's just giant misunderstanding. When I said that, the funnels all got smaller, They're continuing to lighten, but now the spots aren't so large on the planet. They're continuing to lighten and they're getting smaller because that self-blame will just keep aggravating and reinforcing and re-empowering the pollution pattern. So all of you, if you're working on your own physical body too, I want you to release all of that that you would be carrying because it's very, very important. We want to let go of that self-blame because by being stuck there, we're re-empowering, reinforcing the pattern, whatever it is we're working on. In this, um, in this case, with the Earth, it's the pollution pattern. So we want to release all of that, and that's definitely helping. Oh my gosh, I feel this huge shift. The 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 little funnel things that really weren't so little are now getting really much much smaller. And they're turning. They're almost white. They're still. I can see uh, action going on, like a spinning action, cleansing, cleansing, cleansing. Okay, wait a minute. I'm just. I'm I'm just processing, and it's new to me, so I don't want to miss anything. The higher selves are definitely helping. They, I feel like they're activating and bringing in a tremendous amount of healing and balancing energy. And it's just moving in through and around the planet and all of its etheric bodies. It's moving in through and around to bring healing and balancing. And I want to also say there's evolutionary enlightenment here. And there's divine serenity and divine love and divine forgiveness. Now, these are all important energies to help bring in the total healing on the planet. And the next image I'm seeing, which is very interesting, is that I'm seeing a lot of people moving outward in their life pattern to help with the pollution factor. And it's coming from all different directions. There's scientists here. There are volunteers here. There's organizations here, some of whom have already been helping with the pollution, some of whom have already been very invested for a long time in understanding the ecology and uh, how pollution affects us. But there's more here. I see people from, um, like, big companies, big business, getting involved and paying attention to their footprint, their pollution footprint on the planet. And these are these are people that maybe were aware before but weren't really taking steps and I see these people beginning to take steps, you know, becoming more conscious and not only becoming more conscious but becoming more open to actually being a part of the healing process. There's more acceptance here. Uh, moving into the the human population, There's, there seems to be more of an acceptance here because the the energies have moved out enough of what the planet was carrying. I want to just check on the p- particles. Yeah, there was a huge amount of work done on the particles and they just seem so clean. It's like I'm getting a twinkling, you know, when something is really clean, it gets really shiny sometimes. That's what I feel like. Symbolically, the particles have gotten so much cleaner and I don't know that we got every particle, but we got a lot. And so I'm seeing this twinkling, this shiny quality of the particles all over the planet, not just in the areas that we were specifically, very large areas of pollution. Okay. Um, I want to see if I can get any information from the planet itself. So I'm just asking it if it, you know, how it how it feels, how it's going. And you know, again, I don't know why, but I do hear it saying something, and it's saying. Um, That after the the, last, the previous healing, it really fe- has felt a lot better. That there's been some great burdens lifted off lifted off it, and it has, and it appreciates the work that we did. And the pollution thing, the sense I'm getting is, is exactly if it had, had a choice and could send me an email, that's what it would have requested. I mean, I think that's just too funny. So I'm anthropomorphizing. I'm sorry, but I can't help it. Um, Because I'm feel and getting this information. I don't know how to say it other than the way I'm saying it. I don't know the planet's language. so I'm translating, I guess, uh, with the help of the higher self. So, okay, let's see what else. It's requesting that but before I do another healing on the planet, which it's very excited that we are doing these continual healings that I tune into it and see if I because it will tell me it will give me just just like one of the listeners give me through the email it will give me the next thing for me to work on and i'm I'm like, okay, great that sounds great I will do it. Um, he, it, the planet feels like it can breathe in a way that it hadn't been able to breathe before, and it feels more vitality. I feel like this sort of a pulsing kind of thing, which is just symbolic that its heartbeat is a little stronger, its, its breath is a little stronger, its circulation is a little stronger. So it feels re- really good. Okay. Wow. Um the higher selves are encasing the the whole planet in a cocoon and they're closing down the forever now moment because I think we have come to the end of the two healings. And I I hope we did something. I know we did something. I don't I just feel really good about it. It's just so so different, and I don't know exactly how to translate it, as I said. So I know I wouldn't be impressed over and over again on my own. I'm having people, a couple, three people, listeners, say, oh, the planet, please keep going on them. Some, it keeps coming that these are good and important and significant, and so I'm just going to keep doing it. Now, again, if anybody wants to email me, it's Janet at Email me a suggestion, a comment, a request, anything. Re- you know, uh, feedback. The feedback is great because it really t- helps the listeners learn how things can process, how things affect the life pattern. When the person who's had the healing responds, and say, wow, this X, Y, or Z, is shifting, uh, this is what's happening to me. So it's really helpful, it's helpful for everybody. So I again, encourage people to, do, and I know people's lives are busy, oh my gosh. I totally get that. So there's no reason to berate or, or be upset with yourself if you don't write me, there's no reason. But if you think of it and get a chance, That would be great. Um, Okay. The other thing is, I don't know what the other thing is. I'm just in la-la land after two healings. Wow. I'm still out there, guys. Um, So I think what I'm going to do is just say, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. Thank you to uh, Suzanne for the great, idea and i hope that it will help you i truly hope that you get some really great shifts and i also want to thank jerry for bringing to my attention that we as humans can get help even as we do the planetary healing and it's different types of things we don't normally look at ourselves and say oh we're so polluted let's work on our pollution but in a way we are So it's absolutely great that we can do both at the same time, both the planet and the personal healing. And with that, guys, thank you. I will be back next week. So exciting. And have a wonderful week. Talk soon. Mm. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichman.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.